Rock. 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 It's time. Rock. To jam, y'all. Rock. Freaks. Get up against the wall. Rock. And last rock. All right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is July 25th, 2022, Monday. Hope everyone's doing good out there and had yourself a good weekend, getting a good start to the, the new week here and hopefully hopefully going to accomplish your goals. There's, I know a lot of things I'm trying to get done sure that you are too. Um, we got a lot of ground to cover. One of the big stories right now is uh, is undoubtedly about Motley Crue. I mean, does it just, it, it can't get any worse. Every single week, literally almost every show for Motley Crue on the stadium tour has, uh, has been a disaster. Well, let's see what's happening now with Motley Crue. They've got, Tommy Lee has apparently been has been uh, found to have been using a backing track during the concert here in their, their most recent concert. They're off now, I think for about like a week, week and a half or something like that before they start playing shows again in August. Uh, I believe the first shows they'll play are in Boston uh, in the, the second leg. So here at the end of the first leg, yeah, during the show, uh, Tommy Lee, is uh, he's knelt down next to his drum kit with the... Um, what looks like a roadie or somebody from the band, uh, the band's uh, crew. And before Tommy Lee goes to even actually sit behind the kit to, to start drumming, the song starts and the symbols for the song begin. And he's not behind the kit, but you can hear it. And so it's on YouTube. You've got to check it out yourself. I've got uh, on uh, the Melden.com sites, pretty heavy stuff. People are... are going crazy about it because they can't believe that Motley Crue would do such a thing. Well, you know what? The, the sad truth is a lot of uh, a lot of the bigger bands in rock and roll music do use backing tracks. And they'll use them. Uh, I've, I've seen them going back years ago. I've, I've seen people like Ozzy. I could tell he was using them. And uh, different, different bands will use them for different reasons. But... You know, so it's one of those things. It just continues to get with the the reviews for Motley Crue's concerts have continued to get worse and worse. I mean, we're talking just uh, just terrible reviews, uh, mainly for not just Vince Neil, but also uh, Tommy Lee and Nikki Six. So it just continues to get worse and worse. Uh, you've got. Uh, all sorts of other things we'll talk about about Motley Crue, but let's get to let's get to some of the other stories you'll find at themelden.com. Uh, sad news report: We've got suicidal tendencies. Former bassist uh, Bob Heathcote has passed away, uh, apparently from a motorcycle accident. He was 58 years of age. Rest in peace, sir. Um, Napalm Death has announced campaign for musical destruction USA 2022 tour. 
Uh, you'll find the report, America is Eating Its Own, The Pizzagate Holocaust, by Randy Rocket Cody. Actually, this report originally posted on July 23rd, 2018, so it's four years old, but it's, I'll tell you what, it's still very relevant. Check it out if you get, get a moment to do that. Uh, I think you'll be really blown away with what you learn. Why does Motley Crue's Vince Neil look so sad? Motley Crue fans are complaining that during the band's most recent gigs, including Milwaukee, that singer Vince Neil does not look happy on the stage. He looks like literally like a a walking dead zombie, you know. Uh, he's just, uh, he seems out of it. He seems unhappy. Uh, well, I can tell you, certainly, you know, Vince has had a long struggle uh, for a lot of different reasons, going back to his his, his daughter dying, going back to Razzle's crash and, and, and the death of uh, Razzle from Hanoi Rocks. Uh, that beyond that, he's just, he's had a lot of, uh, of different things happen. He's, he's obviously had his battle with alcoholism. We know the ex, uh, limo driver from Motley Crue, uh, was Al Bowman. He's, he's the one who said that, that Vince has been on a, uh, downward spiral due to the, the effects of having drank for so long and so heavily. And so I think that was one of the things that he had to really uh, come to terms with. Obviously, we know these different stories of him bouncing it out of rehab over the years. Uh, to most recently, he's 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 uh, seen at a restaurant ordering a ten thousand dollar bottle of booze. This is right before this whole comeback tour even happened. So you know, Motley Crue didn't show any uh, footage of themselves uh, prior to this this tour, stadium tour starting. They didn't. Uh, play any warm-up shows. They didn't play the Whiskey A Go-Go uh, in, 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 uh, in Hollywood, North uh, West Hollywood, I should say. Uh, they didn't, they didn't play, you know, any shows in their, in their home area. So that was really shocking to a lot of the fans, uh, I think. And so what was going on there? I think a lot of people are, are asking those questions. Well, obviously a lot of this uh, band infighting has continued to go on as it's gone on uh, for many years. Uh, now probably worse than ever because uh, I think that people like you know, Tommy Lee and Vince Neil have never gotten along really in the last 20 years. Tommy Lee, I just put up a, a, a story about Tommy Lee saying he bumped into to, uh, Vince Neil about 2002 at some, uh, some event and uh, celebrity event type thing. And he, uh, he said how, how sad Vince Neil looked. And so it's kind of like a running theme, you know, with Vince and uh, in terms of this this depression uh, that's been going on. And you can see it on the stage. He just doesn't seem himself. He doesn't seem like he's really happy up there. It seems like he's kind of going through the motions. He's he's doing. He's getting going to get his payday, and uh, that that's what matters the most. And look, obviously, this is the time that if, if they were ever going to try and do this again, this is it. You know, and so it's, but it has not gone well. And we're going to find in the second leg what they're really made of because these crowds are already now privy to what's been happening in the first leg, right? So, so when this, when this goes down, uh, you know, here in, in Boston, I guess at Fenway Park, it's going to be back to back. There's two nights there. They're going to have to be on their A game. Or, you know, those people, get, though, you never know which which crowd, which is finally going to have enough and going to start pelting them with stuff or whatever. I'm not trying to anybody, tell anybody what to do. I'm just, 
it's it's getting to that point with this band. I mean, you've got so many different problems. You've got the issue with uh, uh, Nikki Six uh, has undermined Vince Neil uh, with his base. He's literally using it as a weapon of uh, mass destruction. I mean, he's drowning out Vince's vocals during the shows by turning up the bass so loud that it's literally rumbling that entire you know stadium that they're performing at i've got people that are reporting that they're that have attended the shows are saying it's just it's outrageous and i've listened to some of the recordings and analyzed them myself um in my digital audio workstation and i'll tell you what <laughs> i've never heard anything like it so there's definitely something going on there uh, they they know that they couldn't use the uh, lip sync route because i had made so many jokes and pointed out all that so they knew all eyes would be on them to if they were going to pull that and, and they couldn't so what they do they turned up the bass and so apparently vince neal's pissed off about all of this because he can see right in front of him what's happening and it's pretty obvious first of all you imagine how hard it is to to sing when you when it's that that bass is turned up that loud i couldn't even imagine um it is loud at these shows so, but the bottom line is, we'll see what happens. As I said, they'll they'll pick up here in, in Boston, and that all eyes are going to be definitely on Motley Crue for sure. All right, we got Scum of the Earth has uh, has put out a new single. You can check that out. That's uh, former uh, Rob Zombie guitarist Riggs, and so you check that out. Scum of the Earth. Um. Murdered by the Illuminati, Chester Bennington is remembered five years later. That's that's the one that just posted, uh, if anyone wants to learn more about the Jeffrey Epstein saga and how that relates to Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, uh, you can check that out. If you're on Twitter, hashtag Truth for Chris, Truth for Chester, you'll learn all the info you need. Uh, Devil Driver has welcomed back original bassist John Miller, adds a new guitarist, so check out all that information. As well as you can visit randyrocketcody.com and that'll get you uh, caught up to date on all the latest things I'll, uh, you know, that I'm doing and uh, I'll issue updates there as well as uh, different reports. I will be back on the uh, radio coming up on August 3rd, Wednesday on WQEE 99.1 FM Rock Radio Station in Atlanta, Georgia with host Ryan O'Neill. We will be discussing the Black Dahlia murder. So check that out. And I'm going to be doing an interview coming up. Um, this I'm doing the actual uh, interview this Thursday. So I believe that's the 28th of July. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to post. Uh, I, I imagine pretty, pretty quickly. So I'll let everybody know. Uh, but that's Rock Your Life, Mental Readiness Coaching by Nora Finch. So you can visit rockyourlifewithnorafinch.com. And this is helping people with mental readiness, mental toughness during those times of having to deal with uh, in, in that, that spot of being a first responder. And so hopefully this interview that we're going to do that we're gonna, is going to be something that enlightens people. I, I, it's probably going to shock quite a few people, uh, but it's going to tell a lot of, of my background, my, my life story my family story, and uh, how I started the metal band, how I battled drug abuse, and how I also literally came face to face with an actual demon. So 
check that out. That'll be coming up. You can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter, Randy Rocket Cody. Same thing on Facebook for the latest updates, okay? All right. Well, hey, before we get rocking with some music, I uh, definitely want to uh, just say thank you to everyone who's supporting my work. Uh, you know who you are. So many of you on Twitter and Facebook that continue to uh, share my post. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, it's just been a real crazy time with all these different, uh, you know, crazy things going on in the world. You know, we still got the COVID-19 still uh, still raging. There's a surge going on with this Omicron uh, BA uh, 0.5. It's it's definitely here in, in Texas, in uh, the Tarrant County area, it's been raised up even another level. Uh, so it's, it's, it's getting severe. And so it's something that people need to pay attention to and just, uh, watch out for in, in your areas. I'm still wearing a mask when I go out to, to stores around people. I don't even want any type of germ, you know? So, and it's just best that way. Cause you got a lot of kids coughing around you and whatnot. And you know, that, that sends a far distance, that spray from their, um, from when they cough, you know, they cough out saliva and whatnot it sprays out and it can have those germs in it and they can hit you and so you need to i really think people need to be careful out there still considering that this omicron 5 uh ba.5 is something that's it's been continuing to uh to surge and has raised levels of concern in, in in all of our communities so with that said um there's a whole lot going on in terms of uh tmb band promotions i'm really happy to say that things are starting to uh to turn up uh I'm scouting bands and uh, talking to bands uh, more now than ever in the past couple of years because obviously we had had a bit of a layoff there with being able to, a lot of clubs just weren't letting bands play, especially not metal bands. And um, so now we're starting to see that kind of pick up again. And you can, uh, any bands that are listening to this and want to learn more about TMB band promotions, you can email me at themetalden at gmail.com and that'll you know, I can get you some basic information about what I do as well. If you check out the metalden.com, you can see services in the menu area, and that'll tell you all the different band promotion services that I offer. As from press releases, you know, put out about your band, uh, to me writing a review about your band, uh, doing an interview with your band, and I'm going to promote it through all my different uh, uh, platforms, uh, social platforms and whatnot to get you uh, as many eyeballs in that specific demographic of heavy metal listeners. So it's it's a great opportunity. Uh, I know a lot of bands are still trying to make that push and, and get record labels to recognize them and get booked to bigger, uh, better gigs. Well, this is opportunity. My network has all that uh, there for you. You just have to go through the, the steps, sign up, uh, pay the money that whatever service you're signing up for, and you'll get you'll get plugged into the network. It's that simple, okay? All right. Well, uh, again, thank you so much to everybody for supporting my work and, uh, you know, just continuing to uh, to have my back. You know, things continue to, to be very crazy and we who knows what's going to happen in this world next, you know, but uh, stay safe and, and take care of your loved ones and, and keep those horns up. Let's get rocking with some music.
Wrestling coming up this hour. We're going to be talking with Randy Rocket Cody in just a few moments. A visual for the late great Chester Bennington of STP and Lincoln Park. All coming up for you this hour. So stay with us. We're going to dive deeper into that story this morning as well and get an update on Molly Crew. But first, here's Triple H. It's Rhino Radio Penitentiary, and I'm your host, Rhino Neil Blotz. Yeah, that's right, I am the game. 28,000 plus of you worldwide all over the shoutcast, shout it out loud. French Radio Network in Hawaii, Iowa, and everywhere you want to be. Across the Earth Rock Radio in New Mexico, the Navajo Nation, real radio and internet of the Navajo Nation, and across our four radio network affiliates of the JC Sports Network in East Alabama, West Georgia, including right here at Metro Atlanta's very own home of the Walking Dead. WQEE, the flagship station. I'm Ryan O'Neill saying good morning to all the brand new listeners out there tuning in. To all of our expert listeners, you guys know what to expect. To my haters, well, get up close to the radio dial and listen to what Triple H has to tell you. This is what I have to say to all my haters out there. Triple H, tell them what I have to say. That's true. Whether they like it or not, I have the man around here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studios and welcome to the show this morning. He is the world's most dangerous journalist from Metal Den Online, the Metal Den Online, RandyRocketCody.com. He brought you such stories and such information as the Zodiac Killer, as well as updates on Chris Cornell and everything in between that. Let's welcome to the studio our friend, the leader of the Metal Nation Online, the Metal Den, the very own, Randy Rocket Cody. What's up, Randy? Hey, brother. What's going on? I am doing good, my brother. I hope you're doing well this morning. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to have you with us this morning, even though it's a somber day, sort of kind of a... Unusual, we're doing another visual this morning, and we're going to talk about Chester in just a few moments. Uh, but first, I want to get some updates on what's going on in the music world around us. And uh, the last couple times we've talked, you and I have talked about a band that, you know, they, they're, they're the most fun you can have your clothes on here with the Rhino Radio Penitentiary unless you're a Motley crew, but that's back in your, their 20s. Let's talk about the crew. What is going on right now in the camp? Crew. Well, we've got, um, as I explained to you before we came on here, there's, there's a couple different uh, stories that have come out uh, now in the last couple days. Um, one is that um, there is a blow-up between Nikki Six and Vince Neal. Not an actual physical altercation, but just a, a verbal um, shouting match right. between the two because Vince Neal is upset that uh, he, his vocals are being buried by uh, uh, Nikki Six's bass. Nikki Six has apparently chosen to turn his bass up extra loud during the stadium tour sets so that he can bury Vince Neil's vocals. And uh, people are complaining at the shows that, that that the bass is too loud and that they can't that they can't you know exactly hear um, Vince clearly. 
And if you, you know, if you just listen to go on YouTube and look at any of it, you can see, you can see, you know, the disaster that's going on. I mean, the reviews just get worse and worse. We've got uh, reviews coming out of uh, Cleveland. Most recently, Chicago before that, Chicago Tribune put out a, a, a press piece the other day that just completely annihilated Motley Crue. Basically reduced them down to saying that Motley Crue is nothing but opportunists being held by held together by Mick Mars. <laughs> so just just brutal. And the Cleveland oh, one, Lord. Cleveland one just straight up the reviewer for that one just flat out says Vince Neil can't sing. So this is it's 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 what I've said all along. It's what I've said all along. There's empty seats. More and more empty seats are showing are, are appearing at each of these shows. So we're only barely half half a dozen shows in. We've got we've got 36 total for this North American run. Um, the wheels are coming off big time with this thing. Now the now the word is is that they're gonna there's a potential that they're gonna have to be replaced because uh, because because of all this because Vince Neil is about to walk and uh, so there's talk that there's been talk been names of bands being thrown around that could possibly help hold this thing together because this is this is disastrous if they do leave the tour. Absolutely disastrous. Nothing like this has ever been seen in rock and roll history. And so if, if it happens, there's talk that Rat would replace them. There's also talk that Pantera would replace them. Now, Pantera just recently announced they will re, uh, reform with uh, Zach Wilde and Charlie Bonante from Anthrax with Rex Brown and Phil Anselmo to go tour in 2023 here in America uh, as a bit of a tribute, really, not really as a... As a uh, a, reorgani- a reorganization and, and, and like they're going to put out a new album or anything like that. It's more of a tribute they'll be doing to, to Pantera. And uh, they were originally a, a glam metal band uh, here out of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, that was really big in this local scene here before they anybody ever knew anything about them as far as writing originals and stuff like that. They were a great cover band. Yeah, I know that uh, they ended up getting rid of their original lead singer and Phil kind of changed everything else when he came in. So for Pantera fans out there, we'll get back to the Motley Crue in just a moment because I can see the stuff we talked about initially with Motley Crue. But for Pantera fans, I've been seeing this a lot. There's been a lot of people who are saying online, they feel like this is disrespect to the Addict Brothers and everything, but Pantera, in my opinion, would not be where they are if Phil didn't walk in and say, hey, we got to change this all around. And yes. because his, yeah. and his style was totally different from their original lead singer, and even though Pantera wanted to go into a heavier thing, they brought him in. What is your thoughts on so many, some of the fans out there being dis- disapproving to Pantera bringing in Zach and Charles? Well, um, you know, I, I can understand some of the um, some of the complaints and the, and the arguments about it, but you know, just from a, a standpoint of um, you know, this band's been, you know, this was, at, at the time that they disbanded Pantera back in, 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 in 2000, 2001 is, is when they were on tour and they had to come off for 9-11. And then they officially disbanded in 2003. So it's been almost 20 years. Um, they were the biggest heavy metal band, not just at that time, but of all time. In, in my opinion, they may not have the sales Metallica did. Okay. But as far as, a, as far as a culture, as far as a cultural influence, uh, I don't think there was anybody more uh, powerful in heavy metal than Pantera and Dimebag Daryl. Dimebag Daryl is still, this moment, the greatest heavy metal guitarist of all time. That's my opinion. A lot of people say it's Randy Rhodes. But I think that Dimebag eclipsed Rhodes just by the fact that he was the ambassador of heavy metal. Yes. 
worldwide. And I have been at this game for almost 18 years now working in heavy metal music promotions. And I've worked all around the world. And I have never, ever seen any influence of any person that's ever lived like Dimebag Daryl. This man was an amazing cat. And a lot of people have deep, deep love for the Abbott brothers. And, uh, you know, my, my wife, my wife, you know, knew them personally. She grew up here in Fort Worth and she went to all the Pantera shows before Phil even joined the band. Okay. She was 14, 15 years old, sneaking into the shows at Joe's garage. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot of people that have been, you know, with this band and following this band and close to the Abbott brothers for a long time. You know, who think that uh, think that what Phil uh, is doing is is disrespectful and is just trying to cash grab on, on, on this thing because his career has gone so uh, downhill in, in, in terms of, you know, he just hasn't had the kind of sales he used to have since the, the Dimebag murder. Um, you know, he's, he's done he's done he's done he's done. Well, he's, he's had the super joint ritual thing. Now, I saw that whole super joint ritual thing. I was going to those gigs. Back 2000, uh, 2002, 2003, I went to the Blackest of the Black in L.A. And, uh, you know, when I saw that band, and you know, compared to even Pantera, truly satanic. I mean, just on another level. And so I was just like, wow, what's with this cat, man? You know, and this is, they were still, they hadn't, hadn't really gotten back together, Pantera, at that time. And there was worry that, that, that something was going on. And uh, what people have to understand is there was a lot of dissension, a lot of fighting going on between Dimebag and, uh, and Phil. It was really Phil that was holding out and was not talking to the brothers towards the end of the career uh, with Reinventing the Steel uh, album. Right. That, was, that had to be recorded. That was recorded here in, in Arlington at Dimebag's house. He has a studio uh, behind his, his home in Arlington. And I was going out for the past 10 years. I've been going out every week out there to play disc golf. It's right across the street, uh, Veterans Park. So uh, I've visited Dimes Grave. And I haven't been out there since Vinny's been, been buried. But I will be back out there uh, in a little bit to, 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 uh, to express my condolences to him. But I can tell you this, that there's just there's a lot of people who are up in arms about this right now. There's going to be a lot more um, you know, information that comes out about, about the whole dime bag and, and Vinny Paul. Uh, story. Uh, a lot of people are interested in it. Um, you're going to hear a lot from, you know, you're going to hear a lot from Dimebag and, and Vinnie Paul themselves, you know, in terms of old interviews and stuff, they're coming back to light where they express their complete disdain for for uh, Anselmo and, 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 and never wanted to work with him again. Now, there's been talk that, that Dimebag, in fact, I believe Dime's lady, Rita, said that Dime was was trying to put Pantera back together before he died. There is some truth to that. I mean, it was Dimes. That was his baby. Pantera was his baby. He did not want to create another band. The uh, that's the facts of the matter. He would have just assumed just just not performed anymore. Um, as far as being Pantera, or or being anything, maybe just go solo. But Jerry Cantrell uh, of Allison Chains was visiting with Dime over at his house in Arlington uh, one day, and they had a conversation, and. Um, Jerry was the one who told Dime to do something else, to, 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 do, to do another band. And so that's when they came up with the damage plan. And as everyone knows, in, you know, back in 2004, December, uh, that's when the, the onstage murder happened with, with Dimebag Daryl. And, you know, again, this is, there's a lot of 
a lot of people that are still hold on to resentment from that. And uh, so it's 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 going to be interesting. I, I personally think from my bare bones on it is however you want to look at it, it's a good thing for Pantera music because so many kids don't even know anything about them. And um, they were they've been gone for the past 20 years. And so these this new generation of kids really don't have too much of a clue about them. They, they have some idea of them because they're that legendary that you're going to see stuff on them and people, you know, want listen to their old albums like that. But they were uh, they were the most vicious live band in heavy metal history. Um, just absolutely, absolutely brilliant band, brilliant band.